You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yo, what's up, everybody? Happy Friday. Anyways, it's Friday. We're rolling up the sleeves. We, we had a hell of a night last night. Who, who was up late trading cryptos? I, I, I don't know if, if anybody's still on the Doge train. Do, do we have the Doge video ready, Bruce Rohan? No, we don't have the Doge video ready. Okay, that's a bummer. Um, but but what what day was it? 420, 421. We did a public service announcement, PSA. We said the high is in in Doge. I, I asked who in the chat is still a Doge bag holder. We got some ones. I, I, I won't judge you guys. Uh, but we did get some ones that we had a lot of Doge bag holders still in the chat in Zinger Nation. Uh, I don't know. Could we get another pop? Maybe. More or less, I think the jig is up. The joke is over. The run was fun. Time to move on and go on to the next thing. But all right, guys, let's kick today off the way that we start every single day, which is remind you what the point of this show is. We do this because we want this to be the best trade idea resource out there. That's what we're going for. We want there to be no better way for you to spend 120 minutes than, than, than on this show getting ideas that, that are actionable, that you can use, and we can get rocking and rolling with. All right? That's what it's all about, guys. Uh, let, let, let me take you through the show. Um, the the Up on the radar, we have uh, at, at 1230, CEO of Tigger SITC, public company SITC is going to be joining us 1230 Eastern. One o'clock day trade professor is going to be hopping on. We're going to be talking some, some day trade, some day trade strategy. Again, one o'clock Eastern at one 30, the CEO of Telsey advisory is going to be coming onto the show. And then one 45, I know that I am being the, being a little bit of a, a of, of the hater, but again, I'm just saying I threw out that PSA a couple days ago. Nobody listened, uh, but, but, but we're gonna have a big doge trader on. He's gonna be talking about the market, how he's trading it, how he's scalping it. Uh, and then we are going to get rocking and rolling. All right. How, how does that sound, guys? Um, and and let, let, let's talk about some, some stocks that are on the list to get to today. Uh, we're going to talk about all the crypto names, all the crypto plays, right? Your Maras, your Riots, your Voyagers, et cetera. We will get to those. Uh, Alibaba, I think, is still an interesting one. So so I do want to get to some, some B-A-B-A. And then let's talk about Leslie's, L-E-S-L. Leslie's is actually where I want to start today, uh, but but while I am doing my pitch on Leslie's, yes, I'm going to be dropping a long idea, my long trade idea in the chat. Give me your tickers. 
What, what stocks are you looking at? What stocks are you trading? You know, what should we go over today? You know, you want to talk about Palantir. You want to talk about Ford. Whatever it is you want to talk about, put it in there. Uh, and, and and then we will talk about it. OCGN, Ocgen. Uh, Producer AB is going to be coming on in just a minute to talk about Ocgen. Uh, he, he may even be in the, the waiting room in the background right now. Um, to, to give us the read on that one, and we'll talk about the story behind the stock that, that's happening there. Uh, but but I want to talk about a trade idea that I am feeling pretty damn good in, all right? Uh, Riot, Mara, yeah, y'all are dropping the same tickers. All right, Neo, that's a good one. We'll do Neo today. We haven't done Neo in a while. Shout out whoever put Neo in the chat. Let's see, what other tickers do we have? GoPro, I think GoPro is a fun one too. We haven't done GoPro in a little while um psth we haven't done in a little while we'll do psth all right there we go that that's a good one but all right guys first things first we had no show yesterday we had our clean tech conference it, it was fun we we, we 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 had the clean tech conference but we are back at it so i'm gonna hit a trade idea i'm hitting what what i think is a very high conviction trade idea right up front for you guys all that i'm gonna ask is after i do my pitch uh, you 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 will, will will go ahead and give me that like. Um, so 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 here it is, guys. Ticker L E S L Leslie's Pool Supply Company. I'm dropping that into the chat. L E S L. There it is for you. Um, all right. What what what's the story on this one? So so if you guys recall, in the live account, we went long Leslie's via 25 strike calls that are expiring still about a month from now. Uh, we, we, we went long these calls about a month ago. We're still about break even in the trade. The, 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 the reason that we went long, the, the, the thesis for the stock uh, was that we had a, a really weird uh, winter in, in the southern United States, right? Nor, normally in like uh, Texas, uh, Florida, you know, all these states, right? They, they don't have to winterize pools. You know, it's it's just nice and warm and sunny and, and life is good. But but this winter we had Texas freeze over. We had other states freeze over. The the issue that, that came with that, pipes burst, pools needed chemical treatments, yada, yada, yada. And so what is usually the slowest quarter of the year for Leslie's and pool supplies uh, actually got hot all, all of a sudden. Um, and, and they were selling out of chemicals out of the supplies that they produce. All right. The... Data that we have from yesterday. So let me give you this one. So 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 they have a peer company. Whenever you're you're looking at a stock, right, and and, and you're digging into it, what, what what I recommend is is looking at what are the similar stocks in the space. What, what info can you glean from them? Their biggest competitor for for a publicly traded stock is called Pool Corp. Ticker P O O L. Right, good ticker, good company name. It's descriptive. Check out these numbers from Pool Corp, which again, it's in the same business as Leslie's. They reported Q1 EPS to $2.32 versus $1.15 estimate. Sales, $1.06 billion versus $800 million estimate. Uh, raised guidance, absolutely monstrous numbers, right? 25% beat on revenue. That is rare. That's a massive revenue beat. Um, and so for that reason, uh, you know, I, I had the thesis in Leslie's again, basically thinking they're in what's historically their slowest quarter of the year. They now have a catalyst to accelerate sales there. This is not reflected in the analyst estimates, or at least it was not before Pool Corp reported. The analysts might catch up now and, and start building those into the Leslie's estimates. Um, but but how, how long are you holding this time horizon? Uh, Leslie's is probably going to be reporting earnings within the next one to two weeks. I bought calls that were after the earnings date, so that way I could take a, a, a take advantage of share price appreciation because I, it's not like I'm, I'm like YOLO trading into earnings. 
because because I'm hoping gambling that something good is going to happen. I, I'm I'm YOLO trading into earnings because I have a thesis that's specific to earnings. So so I went ahead and I bought the calls that, that are are set to expire about a month after earnings roll around. Um, or, or I'm sorry, I, I bought calls that that are, that are about a week after earnings rolls around. Still still about a month out because we'll get earnings in maybe two weeks or so. Right now, the best estimate in Benzinga Pro Pro is 13 days from now. Uh, so so that is the deal on Leslie's guys that that's why I like this stock uh you know that we, we did get a really nice pop here let's get a one month chart here, here's a one month chart of the stock right we got a really nice pop yesterday off of those pool numbers I think the stock still has more room to run sticking in it uh you know not not saying that it's something that you had to get into but I'm hanging out in it that's the one that I like and boom first idea of the day Back after the Benzinga Clean Tech Investment Conference, we're just dropping a, a hard. Well, all right, now for the most important part, I'm throwing this one out to you, out to Zinger Nation. If you guys like the Leslie's trade idea again, my the way that I'm in the stock is I own the $25 strike calls. But but if you like the Leslie's trade idea, throw me the one in the chat. If not, throw me the two. I want to see where everybody's at with this. And guys, if you're just joining us, preview of what's to come. Uh, we 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 got three guests coming up. We're going to talk about the crypto stocks. Uh, I'm, I might be backing up the bus and, and loading up on some of these. We'll see. I'll break it down how I'm feeling about those. We're going to do Neo. We're going to do GoPro. We're going to do Baba. But first, producer AB called me literally a minute before the show. Everybody's like, why are we late today? It's because producer AB had some hot stock breaking news that he needed to work into the segment. So we rearranged for a second. Um, so so uh, producer AB, throw, throw, throw us the ticker, please. All right, that ticker, without further ado, is OCGN. I've got the chart pulled up here. Here, let so, me do it. So that so way you can focus on talking. All right, so so OCGN, Luke, this is one of those biotech stocks that we've talked about. You know, we've talked about how they're kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of like going to the casino and playing it, playing the crapshoot. You don't know when you buy into some of these biotech stocks if their drug is going to end up going to the market, if they're going to have positive news or if they're going to have bad news. But- this is one of those cases where they had great news and now they're talking about, you know, what they're doing with the, the stuff with the COVID vaccine along with other, um, what, what, can you read me what that top thing on Benzinga Pro says? Cause it's, yes, it's something sir. specific. So, so on Benzinga Pro says Occugen shares are trading higher. The CEO posted a LinkedIn update saying the company is preparing an FDA EUA submission for Covaxin. Shares could also be trading higher on continued upward momentum following the trial trial results of Covaxin. So, so that's what we have in Benzinga Pro. Randy Elias dropping us that one. Shout out, Randy. I mean, if you want the fastest, I, I'd venture to say that if you just would have bought that right on the news, you still would have been able to catch a couple percent percents there on that gain. But yep. um, this will be one interesting yeah. to see because if it does drop back down, you know, to work. So, so, so tell us about the company. Like, like, is this a pre-revenue company? Like what, like how far along are they? I mean, I mean break it down for me. I, I know everybody in the chat may, may already know this one. Um, but no, but they're not break th- it down for us. They're not pre-revenue because I mean, they, they've had a couple of drugs on the market. They were formerly um, known as a different name under the company. I think it was his, his histogenics or something like that. Um, but it's a $4 billion or sorry, $2 billion market cap. Um, so they've definitely brought some drugs to the to the through their pipeline into the market before. No, that's um, a lie. You're lying to us, producer AB. Sorry, that was dramatic. Wait, 
I'm looking at their last year. Last year they put up forty three thousand of revenue. Oh, I'm not looking at. So, so okay. Wait, am I? Do I have bad data? I could have bad data. Well, how about I'm looking at their market cap being two bill that they're formerly. Okay, I'm, I might need to do some more research on this and, and bring you the the true right, data because so I'm not I'm not trying to give any, anyone little, fake news here. The, the chart looks good. Let's zoom out the chart a little bit. I'm, I'm gonna take take us out to daily candles here. Um, all right, so so there there is some some history here, right? If we if we want to let's tighten these up and let's zoom in on it. You want to look at your prices. I mean, you've got two highs right here, right? They're 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 pretty clear, right? Right around fourteen and a half all time high up up here at eighteen seventy five. Um, but I mean, the, the chart looks really good. Let's go back to this two day chart, right? I mean, th th this is pretty dang beautiful since the open. The thing has been on a rocket. So, so I'm gonna throw this one out to the crowd guys. If you guys like this stock, drop me a one in the chat. If not, drop me a two. I'm, I'm curious where everybody's at with this one. Again, pr producer AB, I appreciate you bringing this one to us. You, you broke in, you said, this is the stock that everybody's talking about today. Um, we, we, we've got to talk, talk about it. You, you, you know what? I, this is a good Ripster one too. But let me. I'm, I'm gonna shoot Ripster a message on Twitter. Yeah, we got to get his uh, his, bud, his buddy on this one. Farm DA on. He I would know say about Farm this one. Because that's the Farm D too. That's the thing. If you have a competitive advantage, like if you know about the, you know what's going on in the biotech space, like we have our other biotech resident biotech expert VV Bio Queen, and they know, like her and Farm D can understand this stuff a little. I mean, like. You see me looking at this company trying to figure out, you know, if they've even ever brought a drug a drug to the market before. Yeah. Um, so it, it's definitely one of those things where I don't know a lot about the biotechnology. And so I kind of tend to stay away from these companies. But th this is what can happen if you get in one early. You can see these 30% pops. So they can be fun to trade. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're absolutely the, the biggest gainers and losers every single day. They're, they're, there's no doubt about that. Um. I'm just searching this on my Benzinga Pro to see if there's a, a data date that I have. Doesn't look like it. All right. It's an interesting one. Why, why don't you do this, producer AB? Uh, why, why don't you give Vivi BioQueen a call? See, see if she can drop some uh, uh, so, some news for us, right, or some thoughts, right? But she's going to be more informed on this thing than we are. I mean, since you you first brought this out, the stock's gap from 12 now to 13. So it's moving. Chart looks good. I'm not yeah. But good luck to all of you who are. So I think I'm trying to figure out community. So it says this half liked it, half didn't. It says it said it's a formerly Histogenics Corporation, but from what I can find out, Histogenics Corporation is still operating. So maybe OCGN spun off of, and Histogenics that ticker is HSGX. Maybe they spun off of that, and this is their like pipeline pre-revenue, the drugs. Oh, ticker. What's the ticker for that one? HSGX. Nope, nope, nope. Those nope. Oh, they did. It. Okay. Where am I? Let's see. Is producer Rohan there? Oh, he's Mike only. Okay. All right. It might have gone from from histogenics just straight to Oc Ocugen. All right. Well, well. How about this? Do Do you want to let, let Let's Let's do Let's do one more stock. Um. Uh, before we get on, so 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 we're about to bring our our first guest of the day on in just five minutes. So stay tuned. If you're just joining us, preview of what's to come T today. We have to get through Baba Neo GoPro Pershing Square. We're also gonna be talking day trading strategy a little bit from now. So so stay tuned. Smash that like. Hit that share. 
Let, let's bang out one of these tickers real quick before we bring our first guest on, producer AB. Uh, let, let's look at Baba, Alibaba, Ali B A B A. I want to zoom us out to the daily candles on this stock. It, it, it's it's choppy. Um, I'm, I'm throwing this one out to the crowd first, but before I weigh in with my thoughts, uh, guys, if, if you like Alibaba right here, there's no abstaining. $230, you have to buy it or you have to sell it. Pick one of the two. Which side are you on? Put that in the chat. One, you like it. Two, you don't. Um, you know, the, the, the most recent news update, I'm going to zoom us in here. Uh, see, see this gap on the chart right here? That, that's when the company announced that they, they were fined by Chinese regulators. Basically, the speculation was that they, they, would, they got hit with this fine. The, the bad news is going to end. They cleared things up. They're able to move on with their lives. Um, you know, we, we got that initial pop. And since then, the stock has sold off pretty much down to where, where it was at. I still don't like this one. Could, could Alibaba absolutely be a 50% winner? I think that's totally in the cards. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we're talking three months from now and the stock's back up to $300. That said, I still think that there's headline risk. I think that there's technical risk, right? The chart does not look beautiful by any means. So, so I am staying on the sidelines. Um, you know, when, when they paid that fine, right? It, it, if the stock would, it would have continued to ride off of that momentum, it might be a different story where I would have gotten into the stock. But, but be, be, because the stock has sold back off, it, it sort of leads my mind to speculation that, that maybe there is more bad news to come. People who know more than I do, uh, you, you know, may, may think, think that there's downside into the stock still. Um, whenever you go up against Xi Jinping, Chinese government, I think it can probably be risky. Uh, so, so that's why I'm still not in this one, guys. I, I don't like it here. You're not going to see me getting into it. There, there's headline risk. Jack Ma could go missing again. They found him. Thank God. Um, but I don't know. The chat is mixed on this one, too. We got some lovers. We have some haters. Pro Producer AB, hot, hot take on Baba. My hot take on Baba is I, I kind of like it at this level. Um, you know, I think as long as the, the Chinese economy keeps growing, then Baba will be doing just fine. You know, I think that that's the bottom line. I think a lot of people, you know, saw Amazon rise up to a certain price and didn't want to buy into it. And now they're doing the same thing with Baba, but I'll take Baba. I'll take Baba at this level. Yeah. D D Spencer Israel. Can you give me a confirm that Dennis Dick got long Baba today? All right, so 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 I so so I I just got confirmation from producer Spencer that that, that Triple D trader Dennis Dick, uh, as noted in the chat, did get long Baba. Honestly, that's the most positive catalyst. When Dennis says stuff, I generally listen. I'm not on this stock, but but that's the most positive thing I heard about it. Um, well, that's what we say at at, at Benzinga. If Aaron and Dennis are both going long, then you know, then you know to go long. Yep, exactly. I mean, but hey, I, I'm I'm hanging out. All right. What about um can we pull up the snap chart real quick? No, we have a guest. We'll get to snap. All right, so snaps on the list. All right. we we have room for two more tickers on the list now. We're gonna have to rapid fire it when we get back. But we're gonna do the, the crypto bitcoin play, snap, neo, GoPro, Pershing Square. But we do have a very special guest hanging out, ready to join us on the power hour. I'm gonna go ahead and bring him onto the stream. All right, David Lukes, CEO, ticker 
S I T C. Again, that's Sandy India Tango Charlie. Somebody in the chat, drop that in there. Help, help your community out. But, but David, thank you so much for joining us on the Power Hour, coming and, and hanging out with us. And look at that, we we've got like two Lukes. I'm 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 Luke as a first name. Your Luke is a last name. You know, we got two Lukes hanging out on a Friday. Good match. Can't, can't go wrong. You can't beat. Exactly, One thing's for right? sure. You guys talk fast. I got to pick up my game here. I mean, that that's the way we do it. They, they only give me two hours. You know, they, they wanted to give me 15 minutes. I negotiated it up, you know, so, so I got to go and just go. I could talk all day. So, so, that, so that's the deal there. All right. Well, thanks for having What's me. What's up, man? It. Absolutely. But, but before we dive into, into things, uh, for, for anybody in the chat who, who's not familiar, could, could you give us some background on the company uh, and tell us exactly what you guys do? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I'm happy to. Price um, Centers is a real estate investment trust. So, you know, that's a specific type of company in the tax code. Um, and we have certain requirements that are important. For instance, we have to pay 90% of our net in- of our taxable net income out to shareholders in the form of a dividend. So it tends to be kind of a, a slow moving industry. Uh, we've got about $5 billion AUM uh, in, in rough numbers. And 100% of our properties are open air shopping centers. So they're not the fashion malls, it's the other stuff. It's the, the Walmarts, the Targets, the TJ Maxx, the Dick Sporting Goods, uh, Ulta Cosmetics, Starbucks, Chipotle, those types of tenants. And um, the company has been public since 1992. Uh, we're based in Cleveland, uh, Ohio. And um, we've got a portfolio that's primarily in wealthy suburbs. Um, and part of the reason this is an interesting time uh, to talk to you all is that we had our, our, our first quarter earnings call yesterday. And I have to say, I mean, I've been in the industry a long time. This has been the most shocking 12 months uh, I can imagine. And I assure you, six months ago, I wouldn't have used the word shocking. Um, but it's it's been the fastest turnaround from really bad to really good I've ever seen. And at this point, the amount of interest from tenants and customers uh, is just off the chart on leasing. So it's been a pretty exciting time. Yeah, and, and I'm 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 looking at the chart right now, guys, on my screen here. Let me scroll a little bit. There, there you go. Uh, I mean, check this out. That this is a one. Oh God, I just did something. All right, this is a one. There we go. There's a one year chart. Uh, you know, lows a, a year ago in what the four or five dollar range. Stocks at fourteen dollars today. Nice pop today, up, up another three point seven percent. So, so clearly there there has been some 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 change in sentiment from those COVID lows through now. Um, uh, could, uh, uh, first question I wanted to ask is, is, can you talk a little bit more about the real estate that, that you guys own? Is, is it net lease where, where you own the grounds? Do you, do you own the, the actual, you know, f- physical buildings above ground? How, how exactly does that work? Yeah, sure. It's a, it's basically a traditional way to own real estate. Um, you know, we own the land and the buildings, uh, for the okay. most part, about 10% of, uh, of the tenants, you know, will ground lease. Like sometimes you'll have a Starbucks or a McDonald's or a bank that ground leases a, a little parcel in the front. But if you've ever driven through American suburbs, you've seen, you know, open air shopping centers. So that's what they are. They're three quarters of the land is parking lot and one quarter of the land is buildings. And we lease those buildings to tenants on long-term leases. Usually the, the larger anchor stores are 10 year leases and the kind of mid-sized shops tend to be five year leases, but it's supposed to be a simple business, long-term leases, fixed rents. So whether their sales go up or down, they pay us the same rent. And the tenant is triple net, which just means they reimburse us for our property taxes, our operating expenses, and our insurance costs. So it's it's a net lease business, but we do own the buildings. 
Got it. Okay. And 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 is the you 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 drop some big names and you're talking about the tenants like a Home Depots and the TJ Maxx's and those sorts of things. Are yeah. are those big national chains? Does that make up the majority of of the portfolio? It does. It does. We're about sixty five percent large format stores, and you know name those at Smart Michaels, uh, Ross, uh, you know Kohl's, Ulta Cosmetics, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on. That makes up about 65% uh, of the of the property, yeah. and the rest are less than 10,000 feet. And that can be anything from, uh, you know, a medical office, a dentist. It can be a coffee shop. It can be a fast food. Uh, you know, I like to say that the properties we own, fine dining is Five Guys. Um, I mean, we're 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 not in the uh, really high end, and and frankly, that's helped us a lot last year because the fine dining really got in trouble during the COVID lockdowns. But the, the quick service retailers are, or restaurants like Chipotle are doing great. Okay. All right. Uh, let, let, let me ask you this. Um, what, what goes into the decision to buy a property, right? I mean, if like if we start with the, the, like the United States as a universe, right? There's a lot of land in the United States. Uh, yes. How do you decide this is the property that we want to buy and operate versus this property over here? Um, yeah. And, and and then and then also I'm curious like like how does that does that bidding process work because I imagine there's something that's especially interesting there's other firms that want to get into it um, so so if you could take us through that process that that would be helpful yeah it's it's a little bit more like value investing than it is growth because you have ten year leases that are fixed it's very easy to underwrite ten years of rental stream. And so, um, so really, the way you make property acquisitions is through discounted cash flow. Um, you know, you 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 measure how much you have to pay to buy it. You measure the rental stream, and you predict who's going to renew their leases and at what rent. Um, you predict how much capex you need to use uh, of that cash flow. And then the most important piece of it, and frankly, the most difficult, is what is the value on the exit? And and as you know, that that drives a lot of the IRR math. Um, and when you're a, when you're a public REIT, you're not buying and selling and buying and selling. You're buying to hold. I mean, we've owned we've owned some of our properties for 20 or 30 years. So the real issue that you're trying to figure out is how much will rent grow, and how much capex do you have to spend along the way, um, because that that really just affects cash flow. And at the end of the day, our stock trades on a lot of metrics, you know, demographics and credit quality. Um, but over the long term, cash flow ends up being what you deploy back to the shareholders in the dividend and the retained earnings can fuel additional growth. So um, really the discounted cash flow method is, is the way you make investments. Okay. That, that's helpful. Um, so something that I was watching with, with a lot of the REITs o- over the course of COVID is rent collections. You know, how, yes. how much of their rent was collectible, remained collectible, et cetera. Uh, as you know, we saw a lot of America get, get sort of hammered in, in, you know, the, the shutdown. Can, can you talk yeah. a little bit about how collections changed when we first entered COVID where you guys are at now, et cetera? Yeah. Hammered would be a mild understatement. Uh, that's for sure. Um, I, I mean, I just remember that 99% of our leases, and this is, you know, four or $500 million a year, 99% of our leases are contractual fixed rent. Whether they're open or closed, they have to pay rent. In a normal year for my whole career, you get maybe 50 basis points of credit loss, you know, bankruptcies, so, non-payers. So 99.5% you collect every month. Is that right? Yeah, well, you're, yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and, that, and that half 
is really a deadbeat tenant or somebody that just closes the doors and runs, or uh, there's an argument about the triple nets. I mean, it, it's something very small, but 50 basis points is pretty standard for t the last yeah. 20 years. We hit April last year and our April earnings call, I mean, we were struggling to collect more than half. Oh my um, God, wow. Yeah, which which is shocking because you know, you're talking about a couple of hundred million that did, tenants didn't pay, including A-rated credit tenants that are public. So these are like Home um, and, Depot. So I'm not calling out Home Depot, but but like big national brands like that weren't didn't pay rent basically. Yeah, yeah. Now, Home Depot did pay, but uh, there all were right, shout out Home Depot. Yeah, Wait, yeah, hold on. yeah. yeah. Now, David, we haven't even heard on the show. All right, I paid my rent exactly. But, but, yeah, but God bless the four. Yeah. No, but there were a lot of tenants that didn't pay rent, and it became like it, we, we, you know, we used to be a leasing company. We became a collections company uh, overnight, and and that's really why you saw the stock go all the way down to five bucks a share, because the shareholders thought, wait a minute, if they're only collecting half the rent and 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 it's contractual obligations, is this industry going to fall apart? And what really happened is um, the tenants suddenly realized that customers are perfectly happy with curbside pickup. And if the if the tenant wants to deliver from their store, it worked and it worked in like 60 days. So by the time you got to September, all these retailers figured out, wait a minute, I better pay the rent because if I don't, I can get evicted and I can lose my lease. So all of a sudden the tenant started paying rent again. And, and then during that period of time, I mean, you guys remember the amount of balance sheet fixing was was epic. I mean, my top my top 50 tenants make up about a third of our rent. Okay. Half of those 50 tenants raised $50 billion in 90 days, you know, raising debt, raising equity, debt for equity swaps. So the credit quality, the balance sheet of all these retailers got so much better. Then they suddenly said, hey, wait a minute, the customer's buying things. Our sales are going up. We need more square footage. We got to be in these wealthy suburbs because guess what? All the suburban white collar workers, they were at home. They weren't going on vacation. Yeah, right. they, they had nothing to do. The shopping and um, sales are way up. I mean, look at Dick's Sporting Goods sales. It's pretty amazing. Okay. Um, and, and so so when, when you say like like you're April, right? You're struggling to collect half the rent. You know, that we, yeah. we get through that, that problem solved. I assume that you get back payment and all that rent that, that wasn't paid. It just accrued as a liability, which they then paid once yeah, they raised some money. It, Exactly. And so if you're looking at the stock trading today and you're seeing kind of a what three and a half percent pop today, that's because in yep. earnings yesterday, as we, as we work through these tenants, you know, you are partners with your tenants to a certain extent. So there were a number of national tenants that we said, I tell you what, why don't we just take some of that unpaid rent and let's just push it and spread it out during next year and you can you can pay back. It was basically a free loan um, okay. to let them pay back that rent. And, and what we got in return was they gave us control over an out parcel so we could build a new McDonald's or they, uh, they removed some restrictions on their lease. So we, we got economic benefit for it. Got but it. I, think that, I think the stock market assumed that if we didn't collect it last year, we weren't going to ever collect it. And what they learned yesterday is the tenants are paying back their deferral programs. And that's why we had you know, probably an extra $5 million uh, this quarter of tenants that are paying back those loans. All right. Once again, shout out Home Depot. Time shout out Home Depot. Yeah, don't forget go. the exporting goods. They're killing it. There we go. A uh, uh, couple questions out of the chat that I want to grab. Um, uh, vacancies. Did, did, yeah. did vacancies uptick in a material way? I would imagine they did, so. But they did. Sure. They did uptick, but it was it was not. 
I wouldn't say it was material. I mean, it was maybe a couple hundred basis points. Um, I mean, occupancy went from, you know, the low 90s to the high 80s. So, um, okay. and I think that's troughed because the amount of leasing activity we have right now, the way we like to measure the next 12 months is what percentage of the leases are signed versus what percentage of tenants are open. And there's like a three or 400 basis points spread right now between what we've leased and what's opened, um, which means occupancy is going to go up unless there's a, a wave of bankruptcies, which seems like it's off the table at this point. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, another question out of the chat, uh, acquisitions, M and a, can you, can you talk about M and a plans? Uh, if, if you do plan to take on more properties, can, can you talk about some of those locations that you guys are looking at? Yeah, we've, uh, we've got about $50 million of assets under contract right now that we're looking to purchase. Um, and I'll tell you that the, uh, the ingredient that's most fascinating with buying properties is now is the fact that everybody has cell phone data. And I cannot overestimate right. how fascinating this is. I can tell you exactly how many phones go to a specific Chipotle every single day of the year. And so if you're buying properties, you can measure the customer traffic. You can measure that against the whole chain store and you can figure out which properties are working for the retailers, which means they're more likely to renew their rent. And back to your point about discounted cash flow, it makes it easier to uh, to figure out what's a good investment or not. So we're really excited about external growth. We raised about uh, 225 million in fresh equity about a month ago. Um, okay. And a portion of that is start buying properties again. On the M&A side, uh, there was a, a recent announcement. Two of our competitors, uh, KIM and WRI, announced that they were merging. That's a pretty big merger in the industry. I mean, that's going to create uh, a very large competitor. Um, and it's a good read through because the pricing on the merger was was really great. And I think that's part of the reason why the, the whole subsector has started to uh, to go up in value in the past couple of weeks. Awesome. Uh, that That's the last that I have for you. Anything that we didn't touch on that we should definitely get to? No, I don't think so. I mean, um, I guess the one thing right. I remember is how long is this work from home going to last? And um, I certainly hope it sticks a little bit because it's really uh, it's really healthy shopping centers. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, you and me both. Yep. Stock market is hot. We've got you a lot got of it. traders right now. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. You too, David. Thanks for joining All us. Right. All right. Take it easy. There we go. All right, guys. How about that? That was a good one. Very interesting. Uh, got, got to talk about the real estate space a little bit. It, and, and not only gives, gives us some insight into, hey, what, what, what does you know, the, the, the real estate business look like? How, how much rent are they able to collect? What, what happened to vacancies? But, but also gives us sort of a, a, a beat on uh, retail. We're, we're going to talk about cryptos now, guys. Okay. Somebody's saying, why don't you label your soundboard? The soundboard is labeled. Right, but like this one. This one says Howie. <laughs> it's too complicated. This one says piece... Mario Life Lost. Oh, we're gonna start doing that after you pitch a shitty sock. All right, or when I do, whenever. Um, Dogecoin. All right, let's talk about all the cryptos. All right, we we gotta get to the cryptos. This is not a power hour if we're not talking about the hottest thing in the market right now. Last night we all saw what happened. It, it all imploded. Um, guys, if, if you were up all night watching that crypto market like I was, I mean, you saw what happened. Producer AB, I'm going to give I'm going to give the, the community an exclusive insight into some Benzinga data. Right. We, we get 15 million people visit Benzinga.com every single month. 
that that allows us to see uh, uh, interest trends over time. It gives us sort of a leading indicator. What are the stocks that people are reading about right now that that they might might be wanting to get into? There's at least interest there. Ch- check this out on cryptocurrency, right? The, 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 you can see this date, right? Monday the 19th, we had 3 million, 3 million individual people read about crypto on Benzinga.com. That's when it peaked that Monday. We saw that trail down. We're, we're halfway through today and we're almost up to, we're up to the Wednesday pace, you know, about two thirds, three quarters of the way up to yesterday's pace. So, so, so there, there's definitely going to be more interest today. Uh, than, than there has been for the rest of the week, and people reading about cryptocurrency. We we, we saw that the Doge market implode. Uh, you know, we, we saw Bitcoin t- take a little bit of a dump. Um, <clears throat> I, I threw out the PSA earlier in this week. It was probably Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. It said public service announcement is I think that the jig is up in Doge. I, I still have that opinion. I'm going to throw this one out to the chat. I know I'm going to get hated on for this one for saying it, but I do. I, I'm not getting into Doge. I'm not staying in Doge. Um, but but guys, where are you at? If, if you think Doge has room to move higher, throw me a one in the chat. If not, throw me a two. Um, and then let's talk about some of these other crypto stocks. Uh, Bitcoin, let, let's get a, a latest price refresh. Bitcoin price. All right, we're, we're, we're just below, right, pretty much right at the 50,000 mark. Um, I, I am not a buyer of crypto stocks into the weekend. That, that, that's my take, all right? If, I've, I've been getting a lot of questions on Twitter of people asking, hey, where are you at with your Maras, your Riots, your, your, your crypto stocks, et cetera. Uh, I'm not a buyer of them into the weekend. We saw that washout last night. It was very fast. The Bitcoin went from 56 to 49. If, if you have like, you know, basically 50, 60 hours where, where you can't exit and manage a stock position because the market's closed, Bitcoin can be taking a dump with that. I am not I'm not a buyer there. I do sort of like Bitcoin actually on a long swing trade, right? And and that's one where, hey, if the market implodes and pulls back, you can actually get out of it and manage the trade. Uh, but I am absolutely not a buyer of any of these crypto stocks through the weekend. If if I want to play the market, I'm gonna swing it on Bitcoin, may, maybe swing it long into the weekend, give me something to do, give me something to tweet about this weekend. Um, but, but that's where I'm at with, with the crypto stocks. Let, let's, let's go ahead and pull up these tickers. So, so, so here, here's your Mara holding up. Okay. These are two day charts. We're going to cycle through. Here's your riot also holding up. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Voyager VYGVF. but Voyager also holding up. Okay. So, so, so the stocks are holding up. Okay. While the market is down. Um, and, and so, so again, I, I, I don't, like like that um for, for i don't like them for that reason again if, if the market pulls back right we see another run from 50 to 44 over the weekend i is do i think that's likely no because i do sort of like bitcoin for a swing trade long right now but again the, the fact that that we've seen this type of movement within the past 48 hours and and i won't be able to adjust that stock position for that long i don't like it i'm not a buyer of these stocks into this weekend uh, that said, this weekend I will be doing a deep dive on Voyager Digital. Um, th- this is a stock that that I've been in, I was in for a very long time. I, I got out of it last week completely when when Coinbase couldn't hold its its IPO open price or its direct listing open price. Look at that link I just dropped into the YouTube chat. But but Voyager is getting back to the point after this recent pullback. Let's, let's zoom it out. Here's a one month chart. Right, you see a lot of pain in there from 30 down to 18. Where, where I think it's starting to become really interesting and, and a pretty cheap stock right now. Um, so 
So stay tuned this weekend. I'm going to be doing all like the full valuation on Voyager. I'm going to come out with, with new estimates for Q1 and then also Q2 uh, revenue. I, I've not put out Q2 revenue estimates on the stock yet, so I'll be doing that over the weekend. I'll then be backing that into multiples of price sales and EV to EBITDA, et cetera. And, and then you know using that to make the decision as to whether or not I'm going to get back into the stock on Monday. It, it's probably likely, but, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, chat, mixed on Dogecoin, mixed on crypto. Somebody's asked me if I'm in Nikola. You know what I have to say to that? No, I'm not in Nikola stream right now. So producer Aaron <laughs> Thomas is pissed at me this week. How come you're, you are frustrated with me today? I can tell. Huh? I can no. tell that you are. All right. Pr- producer uh, Aaron Thomas turned off water in the office. I didn't I, I, I've spent $14 buying bubblies one can at a time in the past 36 hours. $14. Can, can you, I mean, what's the deal with the water? Can we get a water in the office update? We have no water here. Okay. The water tank has been ordered. Uh, I figured that is probably too slow. So I am actually going to Home Depot on my lunch break and buying a water tank and replacing it because i for some reason have years of plumbing experience to do this wait aaron how are you gonna okay, fit wait, a water wait, no, no, i've got two follow-ups one is <laughs> why don't we just hire a plumber i don't know maybe that's out of the budget i don't know i don't actually know what the answer is two is i feel like i'm sensing animosity from you today i actually meant to talk to you about this earlier but if you could address those both that would be great uh i'm feeling good things are good we're okay. All right. That's what Is we're talking about. Is it because Dogecoin dropped last night, Aaron? Smash that like. No, we, we love we love Mr. Aaron Thomas. Keep, keep, keeps us going. Keeps us moving here at Benzinga. But all right. Well, uh, let, let's do one more stock. We're going to get back on topic, guys. All right. Mama. All right. Uh, we're we're, we're going to get back on topic again. Producer Aaron Thomas, if you need me to fight for you to get a plumbing budget, I'll do that. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thirsty. Again, I spent $14 in bubblies. It's 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 rough out here, uh. But all right, what do you? Well, you said you wanted to do snap producer AB. You yeah, I also snap? wanted to. I also wanted to do dicks, but I don't think the ticker is what I thought it was. So yeah. we might need to. Uh... Oh no shit! <laughs> uh, come on, this this is that a, was good. A, a, a PG show. You know that statement you made wasn't appropriate. All right, snap. Let, let's dig into snap. This is a stock that that I was long for a long time. I owned this stock when it was so out of favor. I'm out of it now. I'm, I, I, I haven't been in the stock anymore. Last night, we did get earnings out of Snapchat. Uh, pull, pulling the highlights out of my Benzinga Pro feed right now. Again, pro.benzinga.com. Two-week free trial. No reason not to give it a try. Two weeks for free, right? But better than buying Dogecoin. Uh, but but Snap tra- trading higher. They, they issued Q1 results, Q2 guidance. Uh, Q1 daily active users, 280 million people. That's up 22% on a year-over-year basis. That is is a good thing um, because keep in mind, the, 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 the comps that we have now for a year ago are during COVID times, right? So we're comparing COVID to COVID, which, which, which is important. Uh, or I'm sorry, no, Q1 would not be COVID to COVID. So that's less interesting to me. We need to wait until Q2 and then we'll be comparing COVID to COVID. Um but but all right, what what what's your what's your dig on Snap? What what did you want to dig into here? I still don't really have an opinion on the stock. It's been one of these big, you know, larger cap tech names that has been in that sideways range forever. If I if I've got to pick one of these stocks whose chart looks like this, 
Apple is the one that I like. That I, I would be a buyer of Apple if I were if I were loading up on any of these. Already 100% long, so I'm not. But 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 what what what's your take on Snap Producer AB? I like. So can you go back to what that current previous high is a few weeks ago? Yeah. So so it's looking like we're at 7380ish. It's a 52 week high. Yeah. I like it. I I would like it to like here as an entry point to get back to that level. I've got a few different kind of catalysts for it. A, um, so Snapchat has a very like a stranglehold on the like 16 to 21 year old demographic. Like you meet like a, a younger, like my, my little brother's 18 years old, all his friends, they don't even text each other in group texts anymore. They have Snapchat groups that that's what they go. That's what they go for is on Snapchat and between snap and TikTok, It seems like those are the two biggest ones among that demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, and similarly to Facebook, what we saw early on in Facebook stock, there was a lot of worry about how are they going to monetize this viewership, right? And of course, as Facebook went on, they learned how to monetize their ads better and started bringing in more revenue. And I'm yep. kind of banking on Snap doing the same thing that like right now they have all the viewership, but they're not monetizing well. But right when that kicks in, you know, if they bring in some um, you know, I got people, I see people in the comments, Jordan saying I have a 19 year old sister. She's the same. It's honestly crazy. I, so in college, I worked at a uh, golf course, like just a minimum wage job at a golf course in the cart barn. And we hired this kid last summer from that was in high school. And he's like, yo, what's your Snapchat in case I need you to like pick up my shift? And I was like giving him shit. I was like, my Snapchat to pick up my shift. Just text me. Like, what are you talking about? My Snapchat. And, uh, you know, so that was when it clicked to me that I was like, this is like a generational difference. Like the generation right below me is using Snapchat as their go-to communication. Um, And then if you back up on the chart, it dropped like all the way down to like, I want to say like 10 or 15 bucks right when COVID hit, which that didn't make sense to me because obviously people are going to be on their phones more. Um, So going forward, I do... You know, it obviously had this pop right after the earnings, so it could drop a little bit more in the short term. But I think long term, we're going to be heading back up to that seventy dollars level. All right. So, 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 so the pitch is sort of the cultural phenomenon. Do, do, do you do you know anything about the valuation on this one? I do I, not. I don't. I not don't off the top really of my head. Of it for a while. No, I mean that's what I'd imagine the the hurdle is is that for advertisers, they're saying like, all right, you guys have all these eighteen year olds that are on your platform, but do they have money to spend? Um, so it'll be kind of, how do, how do they want to pitch that to advertisers and how are they, how are they really gonna, to bring in, how are they going to bring in that revenue? Like face, that's what Facebook's big thing. I mean, if you look at Facebook, there's, you know, the stock struggled early, early stage. And then, um, you know, as they were able to bring in more revenue from, from advertising, they were able to, their stock reflected that. All right, there we go. And shout out her scrambler in the chat donated two dollars for the water fund aaron thomas producer at we got a two dollar donation for the water fund is that enough for a water heater i like it that buys the water heater yep that'll do it all right but guys we we, we, we've got our next guest ready to come on with us preview if you are just joining us uh we're gonna be talking day trading in just a minute from now we're also gonna be doing some live scalping on dogecoin producer ab put his order in what was your fill my fill was at 0.23. All right, something. so filled at, at 23. Oh, I'm at Stocks 20. Stocks to go through. We're going to hit Neo, GoPro, Pershing Square. 
and that's the move. But all Wait, right, just quick, quick note before our next guest comes on. I was actually, I see Internet Enforcers in the chat. I was on the phone with Internet Enforcers in the office when the leak was going. That's why we had to cut our phone call short from that leak. That's why we needed the new water heater. It's all coming full circle on the show. It's a beautiful thing. Um, all right, time for the next guest. What's up, guys? Lou? Producer AB, how you guys there doing? You Good go. afternoon. We are, you're here with us. You, wait, what, what's what's going on in the background? Is that well, like I'm looking TV? at my usual tickers. I got my futures. I got my oil. I got the spy. And what's the other one? I got yeah, and my oil tickers. Knowing the oil futures, I'm a big oil trader. Basically, going long and short, mainly on a stock called MRO. It's one of my favorite plays. All right. It always has these nice up moves and then nice moves to the downside, long or short. It it always prints money. Okay. All right. Wait. So, so, so the four you've got, you have gold, spy, oil, and what was the last one? No, I got the, I got the spy. I got uh, MRO, my ticker. MRO. I got the futures market, and I got okay. the futures on oil. Okay. All right. All right. I like it. But before we dig into that, because I want to talk about that MRO trade again. That, that's marathon, correct? No, that's um marathon oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, 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 so before we get into that trade, uh, just give us a little bit of your background, your, your trading style, et cetera. Sure. Um, I'm, the, I'm called a professor. I basically teach people on YouTube and Instagram. I go live teaching them how to day trade the safe way. I stay away from penny stocks. I'm mainly a blue chip trader. I pick three stocks that have nice spreads that move nice to the upside or to the downside. And I stick to those. That's, that's basically it. I've been teaching trading for eight years. I teach economics, and that's it. Now I moved over to social media because of COVID. I teach with this smart board behind me on a regular basis, Tuesdays and Fridays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. I'm in New York. I think, where are you at, Luke? I think that's New York behind you, or am I wrong? Detroit, guess again. Baby. Oh, we should, we should have him guess some more. Uh, Detroit, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like New York with, you know. One percent of the population. You talk like fast, like you're ready to go. Like, let's go, let's get it. Let's next, next, let's go. Oh fuck yeah! Okay, that's not what I thought it was gonna be. Let's talk about MRO. What, 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 what's, what's the deal with MRO? Uh, you, you, you said you like trading that stock because you get these big up moves, you get these big down moves. What, what sort of a time horizon are you looking at for those trades? And, and, so and I'm talking straight day trading, Luke. Straight day trading. I'm talking about this stock has strong support at certain levels, strong resistance at certain levels. It moves very nicely with the SPY. My thing is, I like to find tickers, Luke, that move with the SPY. Because once you have a ticker that moves with the SPY, you have, I call it the crystal ball, the S&P 500, right? So basically, whatever moves the SPY makes, MRO will make similar moves, lagging three to five seconds behind. For example, you saw that sell-off yesterday, right? I was in that trade, and the second the SPY sold off, I got I closed my position right there, and it dumped over 30 cents to the downside. Let me ask you this, though. So, so, so you like you like takers that move with the spy, but then why don't you just trade spy at that point? Is it because this lags the spy a little bit, or, or what's the deal? Well, because with the spy, like I said, like it's a crystal ball. So I I have I want a ticker that moves lagging, like you said, with the spy. So with the spy, the spy moves up or down, whatever. I want a ticker that lags with it, so I have that. I guess you could say premonition, right? I could foresee what's going to happen with my ticker. That's what it is. Okay. And it's all cheaper right. too. Higher profit margin. There you go. So 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 all right. You 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 like this stock. 
Uh, did, did you take any trades today on this one? This, I, I, I have a two-day chart of MRI. I followed nicely on the 20 and the 9, and it was above the 200. I love my, again, I can do price action, straight trading, but I love having the MACD. I, I love the VWAP. The 20 is extremely strong when I'm riding the trend to the upside. So, okay. yeah, it was, it was a very nice trade this morning with MRO. Do, do, do you have a uh, – I don't know if you have a screen you can share with us. If you do, I'd love to see how you set it up and, and what you put yeah, on yeah, the card. Yeah, of course. I can do that right now. Sure. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, this way, is producer, definitely going uh, on for real. Producer, you were talking about spying. It went down during COVID, and you were shocked. Why? It's because straight fear, producer. Straight fear. That's why uh, the Snapchat went down. You were talking Snap, about. right, right. Uh, I was listening to it, and I'm like, it's because of fear. You know, you know, the, you know the saying. Mm-hmm. And professor, are you long Dogecoin like 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 producer AB is? God, you just no. put... I I don't do hype stocks. I stay away from the game stocks. It's not it's not hype. There's Doge. real technology behind it that's going to change the world. No, listen, uh, producer. If you want to scalp it, it's on an uptrend right now. Do it. I'm with you on that. Oh, you did. He just hit it. He just hit it live on the show. Yeah, like we're gonna scalp it. I said. I have my exit point. I'm going to share my screen. And if it hits that exit point, I'm out. But it's uh, going the other direction right now. So we'll see. Listen, I am going to lose more money on Doge. Scout Doge all day. It's 24-7. I, in, I trade stocks. I invest in crypto. I'm not, you know, the, the basics. Bitcoin, Ethereum. So for me, Doge is great. But I like to have that break at 4 p.m. I don't want to keep 24-7. I'm going to lose my mind, producer. I'm going to lose yeah. my mind. I'm telling you. No, no, but 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 with Dogecoin, Dogecoin, you can lose money all day, you know. <laughs> but all right, show 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 us this MRO chart. You've got the smart board; it's going down for real. I mean, we we no no guests come on with this kind of technology. I'm here whenever you need me. I'm here whenever you need me. All right, here we go. So if you all see right. this right here, Luke. So you see, where's the 9.30 this morning, the pop this morning? Here we go. They had, it had a great pop this morning, and it went to the upside. And as you can see, my green right here, this is the 200 moving average. The blue lines you see straight here, support lines. So I basically go off the support. And then as you can tell, right here, you got the VWAP, this white line right there. It went, hit the VWAP, came down, of course. Any stock that gets pumped to the upside, it will always come right back down. Remember that. Gravity, right? Think of, think of it that way. And it continued with a nice uptrend. Once it bounced off VWAP, because you know institutional traders absolutely love VWAP. So you want to go on that. And let's zoom in a little further. By the way, I'm on the one-minute chart for MRO. Okay. You want to trade, right. if you're trading, you're scalping it, you want to be on the one-minute and the five-minute at the same time. I do the top-down approach. You want to look at it mainly from the daily, then the two-hour, then the 15, the five, and the one. And that's it. As you can see the trend, I can also make the trend line right here to show you once you, there we go. You need to, you need to connect three candles. Once you hit three candles, you can just ride this to the upside as far as you need it to go. Basically, that's, it's, it's that simple. If you study charts, instead of running after multiple tickers and just study a couple of blue chips, you can just go to the upside. You'll understand the stocks move either up, down, sideways, consolidation. That's the only three ways it goes. And once you master that, the rest is forget about. 
Do you have a do you have a way to trade stocks that are moving in consolidation kind of sideways, or do you just stay away from those until you see a defined trend? I stay away from those, producer. I like straight up trend stocks because it's easier to scalp that way. And you know that even if you miss the entry, it's okay. Like last week I was trading. I got the entry, but it went down. But I knew that the overall trend was to the upside. And that's all that mattered. The overall yep. upside. Because it came right back. And, on the and, 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 and real quick, guys, I, I just got to say, I, 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 I've, I've got to hop. Happy trading, everyone. I'm leaving you. Professor, you're in good hands with producer Wait, AB. Luke, Luke don't in, leave in, yet. In, in, in don't case, leave. Okay. Luke, don't leave yet. How do I get the names of the things that show underneath? What's going on with that? Right there. Oh, how did you do that? How did I turn it back on like that? I just had to take the banner off that I had his his oh. thing on. So when well, I do take you see, it off. Do you see Luke's new name? <laughs> what the, what the oh, heck? Oh, come on now. What, who did that? Why are you now yeah, weak? Why, why are you now weak stocks, Luke? Why would, AB, why'd you do that, man? You know, we're just having fun on a Friday. I had to mess around a little bit. Well, you, you noticed that, that, that producer. Setup, by the way, your lighting is awesome. Good job, yeah, it is nice. And Professor, if we send you like a little like Bluetooth headset or lapel mic or something like, you know, like college professors wear in a big like auditorium class. Oh, you. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, that's a million times better. I'll bring it closer. Let me see. Hold on. I'll bring it closer. I, I, I did weak stocks, Luke. It wasn't it wasn't a producer. AB. I just put in weak stocks, Luke. I just think I think he missed my BTN ride. And I think he, you know, and BTN's now at 490. I gave it to you guys at 220, 210. I put in a lot of money into it, and I'm up a lot of money. That I want to buy dinner for the office. I don't know what they didn't want to go to dinner with me, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure Professor. I'm sure Professor Day Trade will go to dinner with you. Does he live here? I don't know. I'm no, in he's New in New York. York. He's in New York. Oh, I'm Jason, Jason was just. I'm Jason in New York was, too. No, but, 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 yeah, Jason's in New York too. New York, so why don't you guys go? Yeah. Jason, where are you in New York? I'm in Long Island, Gone City. Uh, he, he, oh. He's at 43 and what? Fifth. 43 and fifth. There you go. Gotcha. All right. So maybe you guys can meet for dinner. Look at that. We're matchmakers on this show too. <laughs> I love it. So day trade professor, do you have any other any? All right, Luke, you can you, weak, weak stocks. Luke, you can go. I know you have a guest here. So all right, I've got some some weak stocks to trade. Good luck, producer AB, with your your live Dogecoin trade you made on the show. Stay in touch, guys. Peace. Happy trading. I will talk to you all soon. Much love. Um, well, professor, I was just asking if you have anything else besides MRO that you kind of see a defined trend on that you're that you're trading right now. Yeah, let me see. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. I mainly stick to MRO, but let's see what else we can pull up on the charts. Was it sound that bad, producer? No, it's just we were. It's just with a little bit of an echo when you were when you were talking that far away from the mic off the walls. But that's what I was saying. Put it right, right next to me. Yeah, it's, a, it's better. I was saying we're gonna we're gonna send you a little lapel. You can put like that the college professors wear on the big auditorium classes, and yeah. then you'll you'll look even more like a real professor. <laughs> I love it. Send it for sure. Today, I didn't look at it, but I usually, let's see, Zynga had a nice pop today. You said Zynga? Zynga, yeah. Benzinga? Benzinga or Zynga? Which symbol? Benzinga symbol or the Zynga, the gamey one? Z-N-G-A. Oh, okay. I thought you meant Zing. Okay, okay, Kerr. 
Well, let's do this. How about, uh, Professor, you got to hop back on with us whenever you get some more stocks that you see like a defined trend on. That way we can see your strategy for how you're day trading that. And I like what you're saying about how, you know, you teach people how to day trade the right way. You're, you're staying away from penny stocks. You want to do it um, intelligently. You're not just f- teaching people to throw money in day trading and thinking they're going to make a million bucks and quit their job and everything, right? Correct. That's, that's what I try to emphasize on you. 100% right, producer, that this is just like another paycheck. This is, you're not going to make a million dollars at the end of the week. It, it's none of this nonsense. Again, all my content is free. Literally. I know there's a billion courses on the internet. I have a course. It's free. All my content, YouTube, free. I go live for free. I don't need anybody's money. My crypto prints very well. My stocks do very well. It's that I need to get people on the right track. Day trading, listen, it's, it's doable. You can, you can day trade it. Listen, Pokemon cards is good. NFTs is great. There's a lot of things out there that can make you money the right way. That's all it is. What uh, did you did you scale out any of your crypto plays like this past week when some of them were getting hurt? I actually, it's so funny you said that. I actually pulled out twenty five k because I'm getting a motorcycle, and I pulled out twenty five k right on time. Actually, I pulled it out last week. Coincidentally, by the way, it wasn't anything that I foresaw in the market. I'm like, all right, weather's getting warm. I need to get this motor. It's an electric motorcycle, and I'm like, that pulled out twenty five k and. My portfolio took a little hit, of course, like I'm sure everyone's did. But I pulled out enough on time that I'm a little happy with that decision. What kind of bike? Let me guess. You don't seem like a Harley guy. I'm going to say you got a, a Ducati. No, uh, it's actually, it's Tarform. It's a brand new startup right out of New York. But the one I wanted, they don't have ABS, ABS feature, which basically prevents it from skidding. So I got the Zero SRS. Okay, I'll have to check that out. I'm not familiar with those. Um, all right. Well, thank you for joining us, uh, Day Trade. Let me throw up your Instagram one more time, and I'll throw it in the chat. So if people want to find you, they can they can find you there. It's date at Day Trade Professor. Let me throw the link in the chat. And yeah, we'd, we'd love to get you back on. Whenever you want, I'm here. Anytime you want, you let me know, and I'll make it happen. All right, and you got to keep us informed. You know, you, we we connected on Instagram. Keep me informed if you ever see anything you love. Be like, hey man, check out this stock. I lo- I love that. Listen, you get me uh, over 10K, I'll start doing swipe up Benzinga this, Benzinga that. Let's make it happen. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Well, have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you, producer. Have a good no one, problem. everyone. All right. All right, y'all. Let's see. I've got Microvision pulled up now. I've been seeing this in the chat. M- ticker MVIS. Some people were talking about a, a potential squeeze here. Um, I haven't been able to look into the short interest or short float or anything like that. Um, but I, I want to check that out. I want to see the short interest, see if it, see if it's actually a, oh, wow. We're up 40% today. Jason, have you seen this one? Oh, all right, fine. I'll talk. Yeah, <laughs> I saw it. I own Microvision, dude. You own it? Yeah. Are you going to sell any of it right now while it's up 40%? I sold 10% already. Okay. All right. And I might sell another 20%, but we'll see. But I, I'm here. I'm here. So listen, are, did, the, the, did you tell the audience about the behind the scenes from Benzinga today is going to be out? I've been waiting for it. I want to see it myself. There are some scenes in there that like people are just going to die of laughter. Like just go, just go crazy there. It's this behind the scenes of Benzinga is people have been asking for it. And I even did a, a video on the way into the office at six in the morning this morning while you were sleeping. I um 6:30 I was driving I well, It's 5:30 my time. <laughs> it's not uh, fine. So I um 
yeah, I did a, a video that I did a video of that, and then we 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 talked about the biggest problem of an open office environment that no one ever talks about, and that was in a clip last night, and it is raunchy. I like. Uh, I wish we had cameras rolling like for the whole. You know, everything for the past, like, five months. My favorite behind the scenes, I think, would have been the funniest was after the day the the Power Hour stream got accidentally ended. And there was all this going on. And you just go, Jason goes, Bree doesn't even know the difference between CNBC and Bloomberg. And at the time, I, I didn't think it was funny. But looking back on it, it was hilarious. What, did you end it or did I end it? It was... It was ended uh, by, I think it was either Rohan or Aaron, but I said, we were restreaming something from Bloomberg, and I said, end the you know stream or whatever, and then they ended the broadcast. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was all because of a miscommunication, and that's why we, we, we don't use pronouns now. Yeah, we don't use pronouns. Oh, yeah, you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the chat thing, when you ended it, you turned it off. Like, that was ridiculous. You, <laughs> uh, that was ridiculous that you did that. Oh, my God. I... Uh, Why'd you remind me of that? It was just terrible. Yeah, Professor has good energy. We're going to get him on again for sure, you know? Boom. And uh, we're going to get him on. And, and, you know, energy is is what it's about. Energy, excitement, that is good stuff, you know? Absolutely. That's a little of, of the Benzinga swag, but it's about energy. It's it's literally, you guys, wait till this video that you guys see of Benzinga behind the scenes. BTN price target. I bought it at 2 bought it at 240 My price right now, we're like at 490 The thing can get to $10. It, it, the, the parts are way more than it's worth. The one that's the most is interesting is FGF. If, if that op loans goes public, that FGF is going to the moon. So I own BTN and FGF. I, 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 you know. Oh my God, are we at five sixteen? Are we at five sixteen? I can't see it. Will you zoom in, in, dude? Come on, hurry, hurry, hurry. We are at. Yep, we're at five sixteen. Holy shit! The last time I looked at it was four ninety. I cannot believe it. I am. Oh my God! I, I sold a little bit today at four eighty, but that's okay. Or four seventy because I mean I bought forty thousand dollars worth of it. And it, at two twenty, and it's at five sixteen. So I was up forty thousand. It was an eighty thousand dollar position, and I sold three thousand shares to move it down to. I think I have twelve. You know, I think it's like a sixty-two thousand position. Well, do you remember your initial price point, like what you got in at? I mean, yeah, I can, I can share it. I know everything. I, I shared my whole BTN. I was just curious. I didn't know. Oh, also, are you still in SYSX at all? Because that popped yesterday, too. I meant to ask you about that. Show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. SYSX? No, I'm not saying SEX. Stop. You're, <laughs> it's not appropriate for the show, producer AB. Will you zoom in a little bit, dude, on the price? Yeah. And, and why don't you have the logo on the back thing so people know what stock you're looking up? Oh, we got to get the yeah, we got to get that watermark figured out. Figured out. We did figure it out. No, I'm saying I have to figure yeah, I have to uh I mean, they're not even telling you anymore cuz they're so annoyed. <laughs> All right, I'm logging in my account. Okay, we're up a good amount today, okay. I'll share the account. Hold on. Why do they always ask me about MMEDF? I gave so much color on MMEDF a while ago. And I can't help it if no one listens to me half the time. I can't help it. 
Up 100%. I'm on this BTN. Okay, let's go to my orders. Um, did I see MindMed? What's up with MindMed today? We got news. What's going on? Pull up MindMed. Let's go. Up 45%. Okay, so 310. So you could have got it yesterday. What was the news? Two. Let's see. On BZ Wire. Let's go here. Skyrockets on news of. Oh, they're getting uplisted in the NASDAQ. It got approved? Um, let's see. MindMed confirmed Monday it will commence trading on the NASDAQ on April 27th. So that's next week. Wow. And there's nothing on E-Trade on that. You know, this is what I'm talking about. I wonder if MindMed is that. I wonder if that's going to be. You guys, if you're listening to this show, email E-Trade. Tell them they need to have Benzinga News on there. I mean, nothing on E-Trade, Benzinga News, no, nothing on MindMed. I mean, like, come on, guys. Look at this. This is their page, MindMed. Go to Benzinga. You have it all. It's up forty. It's up a whole dollar today. It started trading at like two dollars. It's up to three. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Yep. I think it may sell off a little bit because we might people, have to get we might have to get Kevin O'Leary back on to talk about mine. Mike. I can have him come on right now if you want. But hold on, what's uh? Let's go to BTN. Okay, so BTN. Here we go. You producer Aaron, you asked me what I do, and here you go. I bought BTN. I'll go through this again. I bought BTN at two forty five, two forty two. I bought. I sold it at 240. Weak in the knees that day. I don't know what was going on. 241. Bought it back at 247. 5,000 shares. I bought calls. Then I bought 1,400 more shares. Then I sold some because it was like too much. Then I bought 3,000 more. So basically, then if you look at sell, then I bought more. About 5,000 more shares at 241. 5,000 more shares, right? Then I bought 500 more shares on March 23rd at 274. Now, this, this is where I'm angry about right now. I sold 1,500 shares at 434, which obviously that's, you know, I'm angry about that. But here's what the thing is. This other order that sold was a mistake. The other 1,500 shares was a mistake order. I put a limit order in and it executed. Oh, no, it didn't. Good. Oh, I saved it. So I had an order of 1,000 shares for $5 and it didn't execute. So I saved 1,000 more shares. So I still have it. So I sold 3,000 shares at 422 because I had 15,000 shares and I kept it. You know, I think it goes 6 to $7. Um, and, you know, and it's, uh, it, it's, it's amazing that, um, yeah, TradingView asked to use our news. Um, and um, they, hey, Aaron uh, Bree, will you sc- do you know how to do screenshot? Will you screenshot Millie Moe's message so I can send it to my guy at TradingView? Yep. And slack it to me, Millie Moe. Will you get that? I learned how to screenshot. Luke sent me a whole. Uh, I know, I know. How to I, I put it. I put it on the main video. Look at it. Can you get TradingView to use Benzinga News? Their news sucks so bad. Screenshot the one on the main screen. Do you see it? Yep. I I know how to screenshot because Luke sent me the thing. Now I know how. I'm to- not Dan. I'm not dumping the BTN green. Did you really not know how to screenshot before? No, I did. I did. Yes, I did. No. So no, BTN, no. I'm not dumping it. I just trimmed it. I had a lot of shares, guys. I mean, come on, look. Why you gotta? Why you gotta? Why do you gotta hate me? I'm. I'm. Tell. I'm. I share. I share everything. I don't know why they gotta hate me so much. Sometimes we're trading. We're out here to make money. That's B, it. B, BTN. Okay. I. It was like my second or third in this account. This is my. This is my fun account for the show. So in this account, guys, let's go to it. I was at. I had. I had another 3,000 shares. So 3,000 times five is 15,000. Oh, do you want the CEO of BTN to come on right now? He said he would come on. I forgot. Um, should I bring him on? Want the CEO of BTN on right now? Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, of course. 
All right. Oh, the chairman, sorry. We do have another guest coming on in three minutes, though. No. Did- if I'm going to email the chairman, I'm, you know. Jeff Warren's asking, is this the Big Ten Network? No, it's not. But that's a good Big Ten. They've got some good sports in there. No, come on, guys. This is Warren Buffett's friend. Like, come on. I've talked about this millions of times. Okay, I mean, no, I mean, where are you putting the BTN profits? Oh, you guys. Oh, my God. You're all green. BTN CEO. I can get Kevin O'Leary to come out. Whatever you guys want. But I, but you know what? I, there's 437 people here. I'm not having Kevin O'Leary coming for 437 people. Forget that. No way. I need more. Yeah, so, yeah, and I've been selling my Tesla down. I had 765 shares. I, I've sold 220 shares around 820s. My Leslie's is, you know, moving. My pen, boom, boom, boom. Look at that. Down, down, down. Um, I don't know the CEO of CEO UV. Did you, did you message him? Of, of UV? CEO UV. I don't know who the CEO is. Oh, oh. Um, but, but, we'll, we'll uh, get him. I, I was uh, working hold, on a microvision. Juan, Trade Zero uses Benzinga News. We're the, we're the sole provider. We're the sole provider of news to Trade Station, Trade Zero, but we're not on E-Trade, and it kills me. If you guys email E-Trade and send a screenshot and put attention like Chris Larkin, we'll send you the best swag ever. Send a screenshot to PowerHour at Benzinga.com. If you know a great developer, I mean a great developer, I'm launching a page tomorrow. It's called Trading Tool Bounties. I have bounties for 50000 30000 20000 10,000 if you if you refer someone over um i just sold uh DraftKings. i i just sold my whole position on DraftKings. um wait all of it on DraftKings? was there a yeah. catalyst for that or you just had good gains and wanted to free up some cash I, I i wanted to go on the lowest margin i've been in a while so i can i have a position that i'm doing a ton of due diligence on and i'm ready to like pounce on it you know i'm deep into my in margin on robin hood to trade dogecoin um not really, but that was a joke. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not trading. Oh, I like. I like. <laughs> but I, I can I share what page? Can you share the page? No pronouns, Ramon. What page? What page am I sharing? E trade? How to email? Okay, that's fair. So our our um, to refer. That's the yes, but you just have to go to E trade. No, but they want to know. I'm going to have something called Google, and I go to E trade. Contact us is what I do. In my Google search. Okay. And on that page, I get to this page, and I'll put the link in here. And then I, I go to send us mail. Nope, contact us. Nope, I got to find. Why are all the lights just go off in my office? I don't know, but our office, whatever. All right, it's a little bit harder to find how to contact us. Um, you know what? Here's the email. David.keer at etray.com. Do that. Wait, Dana Telsey's on today? Yeah. And yep. Wow, I didn't know Dana. Dana knows her stuff. Yeah, she's good. Have you had her on before? We have not. This is our first time. Oh, Ramon is answering the bounty page. I think it's I bought the domains today. So just do developer developerbounties.com is what it'll be, but it's also tradingtoolbounties.com. I bought the domain thing today. I'm giving out Two hundred thousand dollars, hopefully in the next two weeks, to developers. Two hundred thousand, and if you find the ultimate person, one million dollars by the end of August will be given out. And whoever, if you refer them over, you get five thousand dollars for referral. Um, does Benzinga have a New York office? Yeah, we're everywhere, man. 
Jeff, don't, you know, everywhere. We're ubiquitous, okay? Um, yeah, so Ramon, you, you didn't, we didn't know what page you're talking about because you, you, you used pronouns. Try not to use pronouns so, so we're clear. That's the Benzinga language, um, you know, anyway. Okay, so are you doing the Dan Talsi interview? Uh, yeah, I can. Okay, wonderful. Um, I'll see you. When I see you, I got to go work on the Vownings page. I love you. Next I love week. you all. Come and back I, up next week. What'd you say? I come back up to Detroit next week. Sure. And Cal, do I have specs? Yeah, the bounties have the specs. Build Finviz. Finviz, that's 50,000, I think. Uh, build Whale Wisdom, that's 35,000. That, the reason I, just, I make it easy like that is because it's just then we do modifications, but I don't want to go too deep unless I know someone can do something. All right, guys, it was wonderful. I don't want to uh, interrupt Aaron's interview because he has a very smart person coming on. I've watched um, her for many years on retail. There's no one better that knows the retail market. No one. And she built the business from the ground up. So I admire her and all she's accomplished. It's, it's pretty sweet. So I'll hit the intro video. And um, yeah, I w Aaron, I would ask her about her background too because it's it's a it's a good story and i don't think that story's told enough you know you go on cnbc you get your three minute clip but no one says hey how'd you get to where you got and that's what i like to know you know what i mean yep i agree let's get let's get into uh let's get to the parts where other people don't want to go the personal stuff yeah a little bit if they don't want to tell you then you can move off it we'll but, move on yeah exactly yeah, there you go all right Dana, Telsey, how we doing? Good, how are you doing? Good, good. My name is Aaron. Great to welcome you, have you on uh, on our Power Hour show today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course. So do you want to give us just some background for, for some of our audience that might not know kind of about you, how you got started in this industry and, and just some personal background? Sure. So I've been in the business a really long time. I started on the buy side before I went to the sell side. I'm really lucky. I believe in mentors, and I had the best mentor out there. I worked at Barron Capital with Ron Barron for seven years, and he taught me everything I know, all about the stock market, how to look at stocks, what makes stocks work, what makes them not work, and how to learn from executives. And so it was terrific. I was there for seven years, and then I went to the sell side went to CJ Lawrence, which was a terrific firm. I learned from a ton of people there about what it means to tell a story, how to tell the story, and really learned all different types of investors' ways of investing. And so um, I was there for three years, became II very quickly within 11 months, and then they got bought by Deutsche Bank. So I went to Bear Stearns, and I was at Bear Stearns for 12 years, and I didn't like it, I loved it. I ran the retail team. We were the number one team on the street. And we grew the franchise basically by going into other categories, whether it was luxury, whether it was hard goods, you name it. And I had terrific colleagues there. And everywhere I've went, I've always had a mentor. I had mentors at Bear Stearns also. And so I was allowed to grow the footprint globally. And so that's how I, I, I grew the business. And so didn't like it there. I loved it there. The world was changing. And I left Bear Stearns in 2006 before it went away in 2008. And I formed Telsey Advisory Group. And just like it's always about people, because we're, not, we're never an island and we're always a team. And I always think about it 
teamwork makes the dream work. And that's what has made tag work for the past 15 years. And I can't wait for the next 30, 40, and 50 years because I don't like what I do. I love what I do. And I'm really fortunate. It's not a job. It's my life. So 15 years ago, we started tag and tag has three legs to the stool now. It started and still remains research-focused and research-driven, whereby we um, concentrate on the consumer sector, and it's all consumer all the time. Now, it is definitely about new economy and what we've seen with that footprint. And so it's everything from the Pelotons of the world, the Stitch Fixes, the Amazons, to what everyone knows retail for in terms of apparel, department stores, supermarkets, consumer electronics, restaurants, and we cover the whole landscape. We do a lot of tangential read acrosses, read acrosses with retail real estate in terms of what we look at, what's happening with technology, financial services, look at the new payment systems of how consumers are paying. Today, the touch points of consumer, given it accounts for two thirds of GDP, are wider than ever. So the first leg of our stool is research. Second leg is banking and consulting. We consult to a lot of brands, a lot of companies about how you gain consumer awareness, consult to a lot of retail REITs and retail companies about what omni-channel means today and how the physical footprint is more integrated than ever. And we participate in banking transactions because of the fact of our consumer expertise and that we have the bat phone to a lot of the consumer portfolio managers and analysts on Wall Street. But also DNI is so important and we are a WBE, very proud of it and what we can deliver and, and certainly make a difference. And so we definitely have that designation for banking and all for debt, also for debt capital markets. We're philanthropists, we give back. My personal favorite and what I focus on is education. I love education because of how I had mentors throughout my career and I want to give back and help others that way. So there's a lot of of foundations, speeches, and participation that we do, and internships. And then the third leg of our stool is asset management. Five years ago, we started the Telsey Consumer Fund, and a former client is the co-founder with me, who is the portfolio manager. I'm the chief strategist and help provide insights, while Vince Sullivan is the portfolio manager responsible for portfolio construction. So bringing it all together and what makes it work as people. I'm proud in our organization that I've had at least a third of the people, some of them with me for 20 years when I was at Bear Stearns and came here and then others since the firm's been around for 15 years, for 10 years or longer. And like I said, teamwork makes the dream work. So no, um, Dan that's what we do. Dana, th that was amazing. I mean, you had that all. I mean, how many people work at your firm now? There's around 40 people at the firm right now. You seem like you have so many like legs, like asset management, consulting retailers, consult, consulting REITs. Cons and how do, you, how do you manage it all? Like, where do you have, are you, like, how do you focus your time? My time is spent a lot on research, a lot on making sure I know what's happening with the consumer. Because as long as I'm staying close to the companies, both private and public, then we have, we have a point of view. Our teams are wonderful, our research teams. And what's happened since the pandemic, the sense of urgency, the collaboration is greater than it's ever been. Mm -hmm. So we're on the phone all day with each other. What are we each seeing and being able to form opinions and insights about what, how we see the landscape, this landscape pivoting. So that, that's what I do.
God, I, I had no idea. I I thought retail analyst, you know, gives the ratings, gives the data. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you were consulting, helping M and A transactions, asset management. So is asset management like a you guys have your own asset management? How like is it public? How much money you have under management? It's a hedge. It's it's a it's a long biased hedge fund, and we're in the midst of asset gathering. It's been around for five years, and it's been super exciting. Anyone wants to email me, happy to um, share the documents with them. And Jerry Arzer, our head of business development, can can speak with anyone. Keep in mind that that's why the company works. I I'm not the sole person. It's each area has dedicated professionals who are experts in what they do. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. It reminds me of small. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. And we have a media business, but our main way of generating revenue is not like you know just doing the video. It's like you have to have, you have to have good, great people to lead those units to get them to go. I mean, that's amazing what you've built. And and you and you learn from Ron Barron. So, do you think Ron Barron is crazy on his Tesla calls for the the last ten years? There's no one who knows his companies better than Ron. There's no one who has the ability to see the vision in the future. And so I think Ron Barron knows exactly what he's investing in and what sees the path for the future. That's who I learned from. And I'm super proud and so lucky to have learned from who I think is the best. And you still keep in touch with guys like Ron and your... I grew up in Manhattan and actually... My family lived in the same apartment building as Ron did when I was growing up, so I've known him my whole life. That's amazing. I love Ron Bear. Love him. Yeah. Love him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, he's he, he's the man. Uh, producer to AB or Aaron, do you have a question for Dana? Yeah, I got a couple actually. So, um, you know, I know you mentioned talked about storytelling as part of your experience, and you know, it's something that I, I like to relate to, too. I mean, everything has a story. We at Benzinga have a story. I have a personal story. Everything has a story. How does storytelling to you really relate to investing? I think overall, I think of things as there's got to be a beginning, a middle, and what the end could be and what the path is. And when I think about businesses and consumer, to me, there's three things that makes a brand or, or a company successful. It's about concept, execution, and management. It's always been about that for me. But what's different is over cycles, the drivers of each of that change. So today, to be a successful concept, you need innovation. To execute with perfection, you need to have seamless and speed initiatives. For, ma- for management, they need to be, in- to be able to interpret data to have a vision. So the storytelling comes from when you speak to every company, what are you doing in terms of innovation? How are you integrating speed? And what is the data telling you about informing you about your vision for the future? Because from that, you can translate that quantitatively also. What does it look like for sales growth coming from innovation? What does it look like for margin opportunity coming from execution? And what does it look like for what the growth rate algorithm could be coming from the data? And that's what it is. I've always believed that if you have to love what you do and you have a team with you in order to show the path. So the storytelling comes from every company now, innovation, speed, and data. I don't know what those three elements will be five years from now, but I can tell you that's what it is today. Got it. Great. I love that. So, so while we're on the subject of stories, I got to ask what, I know there's got to be a story behind the baseball bat that's hung up on your, on your head (laughs) above the wall. Um, My, my father, actually, my, my late father, unfortunately, he was a baseball agent. So baseball has always been kind of part of part of my life. So I'm curious about 
about that? You know what it is? All it is is uh, I was on the West Coast and there was a store that was going out of business. It had this cool baseball bat that was a python leather baseball bat. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And so um, where would it go? goes above my desk. And so I happen to be in the office. I'm the only one here in, in our whole office. I just feel there's a mojo in the office because I got my screens, I got my CNBC on. And um, so that's what it is. But the baseball bat, thought it was a cool looking Python black leather baseball bat. And um, always, and I've had this theory, uh, I, I believe in better, more and faster. And so how can the baseball bat make me do better, accomplish more and go faster? And I'm about that all day, every day. I love it. I love it. Um, and real quick, so I've got the uh, just the spider, you know, S&P retail ETF pulled up right here. And what I see really interesting is that how much higher it is. Like, past, you know, you look at its pre-COVID levels and it's at $46. You can see it hanging out there. For This is at the, this is at the five-year chart. So I'm looking all the way back right here in 2017, all the way up. And then boom. Now we're up here like way higher than we were pre-COVID. Why do you think that is A and B? Does that still have room to grow? This retail ETF obviously is, is reflective of kind of what's going on in the overall retail market. Mm -hmm. So a couple things. Um, when the headwinds that we we're facing pre-COVID in the whole consumer retail space, there were three things that people would always talk about as, wait a second, why is consumer retail ever going to grow? Number one is, why do you need to have, why does a retailer, how can a retailer be successful if everyone's only going to shop on Amazon? Number two is there are so many stores out there that need to close. How is anyone going to be successful? Number three was online is just going to take over everything and you're going to have so many bankruptcies. Well, you had the pandemic over the past year and hopefully now as more vaccines just distribute distributed safety's coming and potentially social gatherings and that's exciting but what this what it really did is the headwinds of the past five years have dissipated and the general generational opportunities are ahead of us so i'll tell you what i mean amazon yes amazon's important it's gain share it sells a lot but you know what retail companies and brands got better with their own e-commerce sites got better with their own integration of how they're integrating omni-channel, whether it's buy online, pick up in store, whether it is curbside pickup, they, and they attracted new customers. So Amazon, they grew, but so did the retailers. They learned and they got smarter. Stores going bankrupt and closures. Yes, that happened. And now a lot of the dead weight is gone of stores that weren't as productive. And what you have going forward coming out of this is balance sheets are better. Retail businesses are stronger. Expense, expenses and co the cost structures of these businesses are reduced. And what you have going forward is they're growing their businesses. I never thought these companies, many of them large, many of them new companies, given you have so many digital native, digital native companies, they're smarter, they're adapting faster, and they're growing. Now, keep in mind, with the backdrop of a favorable consumer spending environment, given stimulus, tax refunds, high savings rate, and upcoming child tax care credits, there is a pent-up demand and there's an ability to spend that we haven't been seen before. And what I'm seeing is some companies now, guess what? All of a sudden, they're achieving some sales levels that are at or near 2019 levels that a year ago, we never thought we'd be at. 
So I don't think we can look backwards a lot. I think we have to look from 2019 forwards. And the growth plans that companies have can be more successful, more profitable. And we could see global growth. We could see domestic growth. Brands are extending their product categories. And I think it's an exciting time to be in the consumer sector. I love the change. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's great. I was just very curious about that because I see that my initial thought is like, how is it so much higher than it was pre-COVID? But um, right. the way you s- explain it and break it down just makes it make sense perfectly. Um, so we do got to wrap up here. I, we have another guest coming, but real quick, I, I want to get your two things real quick. A, are there are there any new companies that that are perking your interest right now going forward on the retail side? And B, um, kind of how you see the new administration, the Biden administration, um, seeing how that could affect markets. And, and again, sorry, we do have to wrap up. So if we can do that kind of quick, I know there are two kind of uh, separate questions. Well, I think of names that are doing interesting things or companies that are doing interesting things. Take a look at Levi's. I mean, a historic company that's been around with a heritage for a long time. But now when you take a look at what they're doing, you have a denim resurgence. I think there's opportunity going forward and they have an opportunity on their physical store footprint platform, an opportunity on expanding categories, women's tops. They just debuted a home collection at Target for a limited time period. So I think there's runway um, with with Levi's. I think you're still going to see some of the digitally native companies be um, doing well. I think there's opportunity there. Circular economy, sustainability. Um, ThreadUp is certainly an interesting name there. And I would say that that's interesting. I like what we're seeing out of um, Stitch Fix also, as they're integrating certainly the, the discretionary income with increasing wallet share. And I think that's interesting. And sustainability is all part of the focus for not just Gen Zs and millennials, but I think baby boomers too. It's going to become more important. And lastly, in terms of the Biden administration, consumer spending. We have consumers have more money available to them. There's job opportunities available to them. So I think this leads to increases in consumer spending as we go through the rest of 2021 into 2022. Awesome. Well, again, Dana, thank you so much for joining us today. I had a great time. I hope you did as well. And if you're open to it, we would love to have you back on the show, maybe even on like a, you know, once every two weeks, something just so we can get an update from you about the retail markets since, uh, you know, you might know a little bit better than us about them. Happy to. Thank you so much for having me. Stay safe and healthy. Of course, you do the same. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye-bye. All right, y'all. Now we're going to get into... Uh, something a little different than the retail markets, and that is Dogecoin. Um, I do have a special guest here. I'm going to play our little intro, and we're going to bring him on, and we're going to get into some, uh, we're going to get into some Doge. How we doing, man? How's it going? Hey, how's it going, Aaron? Good, good. It's good to be, uh, good to get connected. Um, you yeah, know, we connected on Twitter. I'll t- the at is Dogecoin Rise. I'll throw it on the screen real quick. Um, yeah. But yeah, can you give me just a little background about how you got started kind of trading Dogecoin? So I have a cousin who, um, he was like big into the whole Bitcoin thing back in the days. And um, he was trying to get me and another cousin to invest. And we kept on putting it to the side. So last April, I was just browsing through Robinhood and 
I seen Doge there and I was like, why is this so cheap? You know, so I bought um, a whole bunch of coins and then that's just how it started from there. Yeah. Awesome. So I don't know, um, you know, you're just joining us right now, but earlier on the show, I did some live scalping of Dogecoin. I bought in, let's see. Oh, it's not looking great right here on this chart, but I bought in at um, 23.6, you know, and I, I said live that my exit point was if it got up to, to point two seven, I was going to, I was going to sell some a little bit and just take that profit. Okay. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. That's my only position right now. Just a couple hundred bucks. Hold, man, team hold. Your team hold. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've got a lot of, uh, a lot of teams holding, a lot of yeah. team holding this. Um, so what, what do you think is next for Dogecoin? Right. Um, I think, Probably a whole bunch of companies might start accepting Doge as a form of payment, hopefully, and just more people get on board of being about being vocal about purchasing Doge and continuing to build the Doge army. That way we could get a Dogecoin rise going higher than the all-time high. Yeah. Um, well, I know we've got, uh, we've got a lot of people out here in Zinger Nation that are looking for those looking for looking for dogecoin to see another little pop let me pull out the chart a little bit so we can see this pop that we had to get um amazon man amazon to accept doge and i think that's what take that's it'll take us to a new level yeah i mean there's so what's going on with that i've seen there's some um you know petitions being circulated yeah, to try to get dogecoin um, accepted an hour ago it was at one hundred and sixty-eight thousand um people who have signed the goal right now is at 200,000, but whoever started that petition, I think, has been increasing the signs. So, I mean, I, I feel like the Doge Army could get it to where we could get up to a million or over a million signatures with due time. And so hopefully Amazon starts um, noticing this and says something about it, you know, just even if it's um, a tweet just saying maybe in the future or something, you know, just to give us a little bit more clarity. So that's the next big catalyst that you're looking for. I mean, obviously we've had in the past, you know, we've seen pops after say Elon Musk tweets about it or, or there's some announcement, whatever. And, we, and we've seen that pop. Shout out to um, Elon Musk, man. <laughs> so if, 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 again, if that's the next, uh, that could be the next catalyst of being, you know, if we see that pop, where do you think that hat, where do you think that brings us? You know, if Amazon does tweet out something that they're thinking about announcing Dogecoin as an accepted payment, what does that automatically get us to a dollar? Or you think it'll be, you know, oh, man. Um, so I'm not a professional when it comes to making that kind of prediction, but may, it, it could happen. You know, um, I feel like nothing is impossible. Look at how, look at how far we've came just from waiting for it to go to one cent to five to 10 and just the the big old rise that happened last week so i think i think it's possible maybe yeah um well you know i'll be looking out for that that be the next the next big thing amazon so i've seen some you know obviously because there's some people that aren't in dogecoin that weren't in part of that right that part of that rise that have just been kind of big haters on it saying like oh my god you know all these people in dogecoin are gonna lose all their money but at the end of the day it's, it's like trading anything right like i'm not gonna put if i need uh 800 bucks to pay my rent i'm not gonna put that 800 bucks in Doge. Yeah, i'm only don't invest what you don't have to lose you know um a lot of people need to be responsible for their losses if they do invest um, money and they see that they're losing you know you don't really lose until you click that sell button yep um 
And then, so another criticism that I've kind of been seeing of Dogecoin, I don't know if you know it and like you've researched this at all, but there's been a lot of people on Twitter and stuff talking about how a very small amount of people, like a, like 10 wallets say, own like half of the Dogecoin, whatever. And there's some, I know I saw one, like one wallet that had over like a billion dollars in Dogecoin. Correct. So does that worry you that, you know, you have these like kind of big whales that might just be, you know, trying to make a quick buck. And then if they start selling what that could mean to, to the market overall? I mean, it does and it doesn't worry me because that's just a part of the game. You know, um, people people do what they want with when they start purchasing Doge, whether you want to purchase small or purchase large like they do. It's just like the part of how, how it goes in the market. Um, if they sell, maybe maybe it could hurt us. Um, if they keep on holding, look, look at how far we've gotten with just those whales just holding on to those large amounts. Yeah. Um. Well, shoot. So, I mean, I, I told you kind of where I stand. Like, I just put a new position in um, earlier today. Let's check on that real quick. I'm going to the live chart on here. I'm going to bring it full screen. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm getting – I it's, it's kind of boring for me, honestly, right now because, like, I, I threw this in, like, a, over an hour ago, and I was expecting some big, like, movements, and it hasn't really moved at all. Like, I have, like, 200 bucks in there, and I'm down a dollar yeah, right if, now. If you would have done that yesterday when you got to maybe, like, 16 cents, then you could have been looking at some potential gains. Definitely. Right. Games. Oh, but look, look, I'm watching it right now. It looks like we might be getting a little pop right here. Yeah. Um, and, and as I said earlier, you know, I'm just trying to make a quick trade on this. I'm not, this isn't stuff that I'm trying to like buy and hold and, and stay. At least you're honest about it. No, right. Well, well I, I, I mean, had I been in earlier, I would be, you know, more on that kind of hold it diamond hands, trying to get it to a dollar and stuff. But um, because at this point, I feel like I've already missed like this big initial jump. That's how I'm mm-hmm. going to play it. Um, that's not to say, you know, who's to say that if you bought it now and hold it in in a few months, it could be at wherever, you know. So, yeah. who really knows with this thing? I mean, I think it's funny that even the uh, the creator himself is saying, like, yeah, it was created as a meme. That that part of what gives its value is yeah. is the fact that it exists as a meme. And you do know, um, re- memes run the the internet, so it's memes are something that aren't going away anytime soon. So I look at Doge as the same. Yeah, well, we've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of people in the comments here from the Doge Army. We're getting a couple. We're getting a couple super chats. So, so shout out them. Shout out, shout out Doge Army. Shout out the Doge Army, man. Um, well, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's anything anything else going on with Dogecoin besides. I know that's the biggest thing I wanted to ask you about was the Amazon. Seeing if we we get some momentum on that petition. See what's going on there. Yeah. So- um, Right now, the goal is to get um, Doge for Amazon trending on Twitter. You know, we always aim for number one. But even if we make it to the last spot on the trending charts on Twitter, that'll be fine because at least we got in there. So to all the people watching this, if you could go there and on Twitter and hashtag Doge for Amazon and sign that petition on the pinned tweet on my Twitter at Dogecoin Rise. Um, hopefully they, they start noticing someone from Amazon passes it to somebody else on the higher ups from Amazon and it's something that could possibly happen. Yeah. And look, I've got it. I've got, I just did the Doge for Amazon uh, hashtag on Twitter. Your tweet right here is the first one that pops up. Yeah. And look at you got uh, already almost 2000 retweets on that. We're seeing some other, Oh, these are almost all from you. All these tweets. Oh, see, we've got some other um, people yeah, getting been, in on that. So a bunch of the hashtags. All right, man. Well, 
Thank you for. I mean, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else you want to add about Dogecoin to, to the to the to the Doge Army that's with us right now watching us? Uh, continue to hold. Um, don't be upset when we when we see the dips, and just uh, keep on being a strong holder and keeping the community alive. All right. Well, hey, man. And then how do you mind sharing how far how far deep are you into this? Like, when did you get in? How much you hold in? You know, uh, so I got in at um, a tenth of a cent, zero, zero, two. Um, and I'm holding a pretty good amount. And uh, I'm not a whale. <laughs> so when was that? Like back here? Uh, so oh, wait, hold on. I'm not sharing that. Hold on. Um, April 28th of last year is when I bought in. I'm going back to my uh, back to my Robin Hood real quick. So you, let's see, you said April 20th of last year. Yeah, April 28th. Oh, I got that right here. April 28th, 2020, we got 0.002. Yes, so that's when I bought in. And you what, just threw like a couple hundred bucks you had laying around spare? Did you go like big into it? Extra money and I said, um, I was trading stocks and I said, you know what, I need to, I want to get out of the stock game. So I invested in crypto and that was the first um, coin that I got in on. Oh wow! Well, you picked a good first coin. So, did you get? Did you sell any of it once it started like bouncing up here, like in uh, when it first started no, bouncing in February? Sold anything yet? You haven't sold anything. Wow! Um, I'm holding strong. All right, man. Well, yeah. more power to you. You got them diamond hands. Yes, sir. Um. Yeah. Well, shoot. So I was just showing. Uh, back here on was when you got in back on uh April twenty seventh of last year, point zero zero two three one, and we've obviously seen this huge parabolic just crazy rise so more power to you for for holding on through that thank you so much you should you should join the club man <laughs> oh i'm in it look, i i should look right here my equity it's uh it makes up four percent of my total portfolio that's pretty big yeah. okay yeah <laughs> so we'll, we'll touch base we'll keep talking I'll, I'll keep checking on your dms on twitter we'll talk i'll let you know how it, how it goes um and yeah let's let's you know like i said Do- Doge dogecoin army shout out dogecoin army <laughs> Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. No problem, man. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thank you. No problem. All right, y'all. Well, that was fun. So we've got coming up next, we've got options with Robert Roy. I see Spencer in here. Spencer, how we doing? Make sure we're all set up for uh, for options with Robert Roy. And yeah, if you want to learn how to trade options, you obviously can't with Dogecoin, but with some other cool... Uh, I like Robert Roy's... Just trading strategies. He's all about using the Fibonacci's, using technicals, which I need to uh, get better at. So he helps me. He helps me with that. Um, all right, y'all. Please hang around. We'll talk to you. We'll see you Monday on Power Hour. Shout out Zinger Nation. Boom. <laughs>